six o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay, Joke Workshop. Uh, we're still waiting for the throngs of comedians that pre-signed and Venmo to get here for said Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Mutiny Radio. And we have a big sign-up list tonight. And I don't know if there's an open mic after us at Blarney Stone, but we have a real audience member, unless uh, unless you want to get up today, Marcelo. Marcello. You just watch. You just you just gonna you're just gonna watch. Uh, well, while we're um, in, unless Charlie's like, because he was first on the list, and oh, hello. Well, it, I mean, it's fine if you. It's your. I mean, we're here. Number two isn't here yet, Pete Ballmer, nor is three. Um, but um, we have number four, Megan McCarthy, just saying hi to everybody. Um, cool. And we have some room on the list for those that, uh, and we also have room for comments because we only have one person who asked for comments. Uh, the way the joke workshop works, there's four minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. That means you have a minute. So wrap it up. And then if you want comments, we'll give them to you and we'll take notes and we'll all be kind to each other. And your first comedian of the night. Oh, he's so just one. Oh, and there's chicken. Please eat. I just, the chicken just came off the grill. Please eat some chicken. And the stuffing is delicious, but it is chock full of weed. It has lots and lots of marijuana in the bread. So um, if you want to get high, there you go. All right. Let's get high on the jokes. Let's get high on laughter. Let's laugh so hard that we don't have enough air to our heads. And then it makes us kind of high. And put your hands together and clap loudly, everybody, for Charlie Moore. Yay. Hello, hello. What's up, you guys? Uh, my name is Charlie Moore. I am born and raised in San Francisco, and then I went out to Vermont for college, which means that I've spent my entire life living in places with less black people than the real than that with less black people than the Winter Olympic Village. No black people there. And as a result, I'll be honest, of growing up in white spaces, although I have the lived experiences of a black man, I have all the same white instincts as a white man. I have all the same instincts, like the little microaggressions. And when I say microaggressions, I don't mean like overt racism. I just mean like those little things in the back of your mind that no matter how many $10 Black Lives Matter t-shirts you buy from a sweatshop in Vietnam, you still can't quite get rid of. And it's led to some unique experiences because these microaggressions, when they kind of come into play with my own experiences. Like one time I was walking down the street, and across the street, I saw this larger African-American guy. And in the back of my mind, the little white man in the back of my eye was just like, keep an eye out on him. And I know this look, as I gave him the, I'm not looking, I'm not looking side eye. I know what the look is because when I'm not doing it myself, I'm the one who's usually the target of it. Yeah. And I keep walking, and I keep looking, and every time I look across the street, he's looking right at me. And this train comes passing, and I only get a couple glances as the train keeps going by. Eventually, though, the train passed the entire way, and when I looked across the street and got the full view, I realized that the big black guy was my reflection in the two-way mirror. All right, first joke, or first stand-up set, I actually had some decent jokes. All right, um, let's go on to some new stuff. Uh, I don't say the N-word very often, if I'm being honest with you guys. Um, it's not, I'll give you guys a story. Like, I was at a Warriors game, and I was really fucking drunk. And when I drink, for whatever reason, the little white voice in my mind is just like, say the N-word, say the N-word, say the N-word. And so I decided to say it. But I said it in like the, the whitest way possible. Like Draymond Green was out on the court, and I was just like, Draymond Green, that's my nigga. And when I said that, 
The three rows in front of me simultaneously turned around after hearing the N-word in my voice. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> um, it was fun at parties, though. Um, I'd go to parties in high school, and my black friend and I, we'd always play this game called Black Marco Polo. The game was simple. We'd close our eyes, and every time the N-word came out on the song, and we were the only two people who could say it, we'd try to find each other. I love that game. It was cool. Uh, what do I want to say? A fun fact about me is I'm actually born on the same day as my mom. And people always say things. They're like, oh, what an incredible gift that God has given you on your birthday. To which I say to them, no, a gift is something that's given out of friendship or out of love. I was given to her out of wedlock. Appreciate <laughs> 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 That's like the black laugh right there, just being like, that's good. Good shit, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, what do I wanna say? Um, in high school, kids would always ask for like inward passes and stuff. And one time my black friend came up to me and he goes, Charlie, I just wanna let you know that if Jeremy ever calls you the inward, you can't get mad because I sold him an inward pass. And I said to him, yo dude, that's pretty fucked up. Do I at least get any of the money? To which he said to me, no. This was a deal between Jeremy and him alone. To which I said to him, bro, that kind of backstabbing shit behind my back is exactly how the slave trade started in the first place. <laughs> it was fucked. All right, thank you guys so much. Yours is a Yay! Charlie Moore. Oh, I got oh okay, I got yeah, there you go. Is this on? Mm-hmm. Okay, Charlie, uh, <clears throat> so I think for your white guy, white guy N-word joke, um, I can't really say this full tag out, but you can get away with this instead of just saying, yeah, that's my, you can go full on and just say the hard R. Yeah. Like that, I think that's like a funny way to like letting your white side mm -hmm. come out. Yeah. And you can get away with that. Getting permission from a Filipino, <laughs> getting permission to yeah. a black guy from a Filipino to use the N-word. There's Appreciate comedy it. there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 hilarious right there. And that, um, I think you're amazing, but I would never open with an Olympic winter village joke in the middle of summer. But it's yeah. good to practice it oh, wait. here. I told you before, I just wanted to try the first oh, stand-up no, set I ever wrote. That oh, was just that a was joke. what you were I, doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so perfect. And it went just about as well as my first ever stand-up set. Perfect. <laughs> Everybody clap wildly for Charlie Moore. Yeah, you had one thing you wanted oh, to say. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Near you. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Something to work with. Appreciate it. Thank you. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore. Yay! I guess that makes sense because the white people are like, own your feelings. You need your own... You need to be owning your feelings right now, Charlie. And so right now, you're just owning your own self. Um, that's lovely. Uh, hey, everybody, remember, chicken's in the corner. It's really good. It just came off the grill. It's hot. It has no weed in it. But the stuffing does. has lots and lots of marijuana in it. You're welcome to it. Just know that it's there. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Pete Palmer, yay! Sweet. Uh, I've been losing my hair. Thank you. Um, I'm taking hair regrowth medication. Uh, and I get it from a company called Hims. And in addition to making hair regrowth medication, they also make uh, antidepressants and erectile dysfunction medication. 
Yeah, I feel like the CEO of this company is probably a woman. You know, just some like brilliant lady coming out of business school. Like someone should do something about how men are sad and bald and have pathetic dicks that don't work. It goes on Shark Tank. Kevin O'Leary's like, I'll give you five million dollars for that right now. Either that, or it's like a like a like a real Quasimodo of a guy, you know, just some bald piece of shit who's sad and has flaccid. Okay, cool. You see the direction that would be going. Sweet. Uh, I went to a I went to a wedding recently. I think millennial weddings are getting like a little bit too too casual, a little bit too non traditional. You know, like uh, this wedding that I went to um, for the dress code for the day of the wedding. They were like, uh, you can go ahead and just wear whatever you feel comfortable in, uh, which is a good way of make, ensuring that I didn't feel comfortable in anything. I rolled in. I got fired from being the best man because I was wearing a bathrobe and a bolo tie just because that was what the bride was wearing as well. So tight. I had, I had some pretty cool sex. Uh, Listen, I haven't been killing. I really wanted to get it. <laughs> okay, so uh, my roommate has asthma. That's how the sex story starts. Um, so what that means is that we can't smoke weed inside the apartment because it fucks up his lungs. So I had a lady over, and me and my roommates and the lady were hanging out. And then we went out to the front step um, to smoke weed. And she was like, do you think you could fuck me out here? And I was like, yeah. And I did. <laughs> And then, no, 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 stop. This is taking up time. Uh, and then we like went back inside, like nothing had happened. It was so cool. I felt very chill. Uh, and then at the end of the night, she was about to go home. And as I was walking around, I was like, that was pretty fucking hot what we did out there earlier, right? And she was like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely uh, some of the fastest sex I've ever had before. <laughs> I was like, tight. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> bingo. Yeah, <laughs> all right, sweet. Um... I, uh, you don't pick your friends based on how smart they are, uh, unless you do, in which case, like, fuck you. Uh, but, and I, and it's, and it never comes up, like, you never learn how smart your friends think you are, uh, except for when you're driving and your friend is giving you directions, and then sometimes you figure it out, because you'll be on the freeway, and they'll be like, okay, uh, so in 4.8 miles, you're going to stay straight on the road that you're already on. Like, okay. They're like, okay, now in 2.6 miles, you're going to go ahead and just keep on this road. Sweet. Okay. Um, I, I have been dating. I've been learning about love languages. Uh, there's five of them. I think uh, three of them are very silly. Uh, there's touch. Anybody here a touch kind of guy, love language? Or yep, that's just the horny one. That's just like, oh, my love language. I express love by having my face between her tits at dinner. That's my fucking list. I ruin Thanksgiving for love. Um, acts of service. Any acts of service, folks? Okay. Yeah, that's a good good one for a lady to have. You got to be careful with that one if you're a guy, I feel like, you know, if you, you want to come off like, yeah, the way that I like to receive love is when she fucking makes me a sandwich. But I go down on her too. Don't you worry. Gifts. That's the weird one. Gifts is weird. Gifts is like, I think there's something wrong with you if you're a gifts guy. It's like some people would tell their spouse they love them. Some people would place an arm around them. 
But then some people are like, I got you this little trinket. Got you a shot glass from my trip to Tucson, Arizona. Okay, cool. That's it. Thanks, guys. Peepalmer, everyone. Gosh, I love it when people are gift givers and they give you weird little things like black licorice or... Anyways, um, hey, hi, John Gallagher. I bet you, I bet you give your girlfriend gifts all the time. I bet you write her weird little notes and silly things. No, you do. I, I imagine that you do things like that. Um, do you want your? Do you want to go up next, or do you want to wait? Oh, okay. All right, everybody. Hey, do you want comments or no comments? It's up to you. Put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Jay Stewart. Yay! <laughs> Hello, hello. I'm only here because I took too many drugs on Saturday, thought I was going to die, and I was like, damn, I haven't put any work into my comedy in a very long time. I got to get on that. So that's why I'm here tonight, today. The sun's still up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I took the biggest shit just before I came here, and it was... Very smelly. I was kind of proud of it. Like it was like one of those. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I uh, I've been in the hospital over the psych ward nine times. Yeah. After the first time, I was like, you know what? Let's just make it an even three squared. Um, oh, 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 oh. Um, I uh, used to live out in Brooklyn. There was this guy I was talking to in this bar. And uh, we we're talking about microdosing, and it's sort of a theme in my life. Um, and uh, we we're talking about microdosing. He says, "Oh yeah, I love I love that. I'm uh, I actually microdose heroin." I said, "I don't know if that's what that is. I think that's just called doing heroin." Um, but uh, this, this is like a, like eight jokes, no tags. I, I don't. This, that's just how it's gonna go. So we're just gonna go from one thing to the next and. It's going to be a happy day. Uh, I'm a recovering health food freak. I used to recommend turmeric to everybody. But don't get me started on acai bowls or else it's just a one quick jump to the Denver airport's conspiracy and we will be there for hours. So, uh, New World Order. Yeah. Um, I used to be a real estate agent when I was in New York. Um, and uh, one one buzzword they usually they like saying is um, wait I'm sorry is that is that just like a piece of cornbread? It it has weed in it though it has weed it's it's filled with weed. Well I I probably could have guessed that it's just so funny it's just chilling on that <laughs> there's not even like a I don't know it looks so funny. <laughs> Anyways um okay that is cornbread okay um. Okay, anyways, real estate agent, buzzwords. I feel like they're like really patriarchal. They say, you know, the, oh, this neighborhood, it's up and coming. I'm like, can we think of some better adjectives? So what I always did when I had clients, I would say, you'll love this neighborhood. It is wet and temporarily can't feel its legs. So um, I uh, was a woman once. I was in the womb at the time, but uh, it's true, like biologically all humans start out as female in the womb and then later go on to develop testes, 
So I'll just say that one more time just because it's a funny word. Testes. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but uh, I don't know. I kind of see it as two ways. Either one, life starts at birth. Everybody minds their own fucking business. I love that. Uh, or uh, two, life starts at conception and maybe all men are just a little trans fetus. <laughs> um, I just like saying that word, trans fetus. It's funny. Um, okay, uh, my last joke. Um, a man, a woman, and a non-binary person all get to the threshold of a door at the same time. Who goes first? I don't know, but it better not be that fucking woman. Uh, that's like a Norm McDonald tribute there. Okay, thank you very much. That's my time. Jay Stewart, everyone. Hooray. Yay and then yay. Uh, all right, I'm moving right along. Hey, your next comedian. Uh, I'll hold the door for... <laughs> no, I, I guess it's not. You're not supposed to hold doors for women anymore either. <laughs> just don't let them. Just keep them outside. Uh, put... <laughs> Put your hands together for Megan McCarthy. Yay! Hi, my name is Megan McCarthy, and I'm just up here because I want a lot more dick. So that's why I'm on stage right now. That would delivery is terrible, so it's not going to work tonight, but I'll keep going. Yeah, no, I like that cornbread. I, I did see it, and, um, and I wanted to go and sit next to it and make friends with it. It looks lonely. Um, all right, so I have to apologize too. I, you know, I, I did, I wrote some stuff down last week and meant to work on it, but I didn't. So um, let's just go with uh, what I was going to say, what I said last week, and we'll see if it, it hits differently today. So um, uh, let's see. Uh, so I prefer a man whose favorite food is pussy. If I ask you what your favorite food is and you say pizza, that does not cut it. Um, I don't know if you've ever hooked up with a guy and uh, or a person and you hook up with them and um, then everything that you do later is about sex. So um, you'll just be talking and they'll say like, oh, you're making me so horny. The guy texted me that the other day. We were just talking about whatever. And he's like, you're making me so horny. And so I texted back. I don't care. Uh, you know, it's, it's not my problem if you have a boner just because I'm awesome. You know, it happens a lot. So um so yeah, I, I, I've learned recently a little bit about ethical non-monogamy, ENM. I had never heard of that. Um, I'm like working on, you know, uh, figuring out like what I want in general in life and, um, you know, by just fucking a lot, but like um, ethical non-monogamy, um, you know, I know I've been with like people who are in relationships and, and they'll be like, oh, the relationship's open. And I'm always like, yeah, but does she know that? Um, you know, it's like, oh, well, I just do my thing and I, I don't ask her questions, but I don't know, at least in my experience, I always have this, this idea that, you know, I have this like fear of, of even bringing it up. So, but I think I'm not monogamy. that that's something. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I've always been someone who's wanted, like my dream has always been to like grow up and I don't think this is politically correct or like, this is what you say, but for some reason it just like says this in my mind. I want a stable of gigolos. I don't think that you're supposed to call like male sex workers gigolos, but like it just has a nice ring to it, you know, like, um, you know, a bunch of men that like live near me and they get great health benefits and are just like paid to just be available to me all the time. So like that's, that's my white picket fence. Um, let's see. Um, for some reason, 
No, I don't think I want to say that out loud. Um, I know someone mentioned psych wards. Psych wards? I mean, I don't know. I've been to one, and um, and it was fun. Like, you know, they give you, like, music and, like, headphones to listen to, and we'd always be, like, dancing in the middle of, like, the corridor and just dropping it to the floor to the music, breaking those paper pants that they give you to wear. Um, it was a great experience for me. Um, so let's see. Um, I once was with a guy who, um, you know, he had a really big dick, and you know, which can be a little bit too big sometimes, but he was like a functional alcoholic. And so, thank you. And, um, and uh, you know, I mean, it, when I think of functional, I'm like, all right, function to do what exactly, you know? And like, you know, it doesn't really matter to me unless like your function is to please me. So it was, um, it was, it was cool though, because like he'd get really drunk and so his dick wasn't kind of as hard, you know? So it was kind of like this water balloon that just like went in there. It was really great. Um, I don't even know why I'm talking about that, but um, so yeah, uh, let me see. Um, all right. I think, uh, I guess the last thing I'll say before I get off stage is this is just a random thought I had last night. Um, I was trying to, my pillow has like two sides and I was trying to figure out which one was the right side to sleep on. And, you know, I worry about all these silly things and I was thinking, all right, what if something was like, I really had some a reason to worry. Like what if one side of the pillow was poisonous? Then I would have a valid reason to worry. Anyway, thank you very much. Megan McCarthy, everyone. Okay, so now I'm imagining when you were a kid and you had those things that were filled with water and they just kept going and going. Do you remember what they were? And they were around and you're like, blah, 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 and it just kept going and going and it was all like wonky and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, was, I was with you, Megan. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay! Oh, hello, everyone. Okay, here we go. Here are my jokes. Um, uh, I just, uh, I just yesterday had a, uh, a birthday party. I was my 30th birthday. It was a bunch of friends of mine, uh, from growing up. Uh, we all got together and I had a, a strange thing happen of, uh, at the party, someone brought a, a dirt bike. Actually, it was, it was at my friend's house. There's a lot of land. Someone brought a dirt bike and I asked the guy who brought it, I was like, Hey, can I ride your dirt bike? And he's like, Oh yeah, this guy, uh, Jackson, he's, he's going to ride it first, but then you can have a turn afterwards. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that sounds reasonable. I'm an adult. He's an adult. I'm sure a turn will be like, you know, 10 minutes, right? And that's, that's what adults do, you know, and then I'll, then I'll, he'll have a turn. I'll have a turn and everyone's happy. Uh, and then he ended up, uh, this guy rode the dirt bike for an hour and a half until it broke down. Uh, and I didn't know what to do with that. I thought we were, we're both in our thirties and I didn't, I also, I did, did I mention it was my birthday and I was the one not riding the dirt and I didn't know who to, my, literally my mom was there. I was like, do I go tell my mom? What do I do? Do I'm like, Hey mom, I don't, I'm not being allowed to turn on this dirt bike. I don't know what, uh, what is the appropriate, you know, it all, it, it's just, it just doesn't end. I thought you ended that behavior when you were like five or something, but it got to the point that I was expecting, you know, to be like in the house later and have C. Jackson, you know, dragging the dirt bike behind him. And I'd be like, can I use that? And he's like, I'm not done with it. And I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. You know, okay. That's yeah, weird. I had a weird childhood. I've, I've talked about it before, but uh, I was homeschooled growing up. Uh, and so all, all these people I was just hanging out with, they were also all homeschooled. They were a big part of a homeschool community that we would hang out every now and then. You know, and uh, I think the thing that I, I'm kind of surprised by is even among homeschoolers, uh, uh, there's still people who try to be the cool one. 
Like, which doesn't, you know, because if you go to school, that makes sense to me. If there's like so, there's like a social hierarchy, so you have like an advantage. But with me and my like five homeschool friends, it's like, why is there someone who's trying to be like the cool guy in the group? It's like, dude, you're still barefoot with like a macaroni necklace on. I don't know why you're trying to. Okay, no, no one's feeling that, but that's okay. Is does that happen? What's the point of trying to be cool? I just does. I don't get it. It just doesn't matter. So social climbing. Also, you you know what's crazy is people my whole life have uh will be like you're home you were homeschooled that's crazy that's wild I can I all homeschoolers way shit talk people who went to school they're like man those people fucking suck like it goes both way as okay uh, maybe that's just okay that's true um also uh I was playing a game uh at this party as playing a game uh and do you ever do you ever play a game with someone and it's like a game for fun and someone is trying too hard to win is it a little they're, they're like breaking the rule they're well they're finding loopholes if you're going through the trouble of finding loopholes to win at a game that has zero stakes what are you doing i just i don't get it we were literally playing a game where there's these sticks lined up and you had to throw another stick to knock down the first sticks and the whole point was you had to throw under. It was part of the rules. You throw it underhand. And this guy, again, Jackson, my worst enemy, uh, was throwing underhand. But, but he was, like, twisting at the last minute so the stick would go sideways in the air. And just so it would hit more. It had more surface. It would hit more of the other sticks. And everyone was like, that's not underhand. He's like, well, technically it is underhand. I'm just twisting. And it's like, well, it's not. It's different. It's okay. It's uh Okay, that's uh, that's enough for me. Okay, I'm done. Ian Levy, everyone, doesn't like to lose. I don't know how you made it through that San Francisco comedy competition. Dear God, being judged all the time, you're, you're so brave and strong. Uh, no, seriously, like I did one comedy competition and I cried for like three days. You did one the whole time. Uh, hey, your next comedian's new to the room. Uh, put your hands together for Jeffrey Wilson. Hello. So, um, I decided that it's okay that I have nothing written down, nothing planned. Uh, I am currently an unemployed uh, elementary school teacher. I was not very good at uh, planning, lesson planning, so that comes into this as well. But I am very good at dealing with hecklers, so uh, it would serve me if you had something like mean or uh, disruptive to say. What's this? Hey, uh, pipe down. Yeah, stay in your seat. Be quiet. Um, no, I'm serious though. Keep it up. Um, yeah, so other than the fact that I just had like really nervous diarrhea because uh, I have nothing to say, um, I did, uh, I'm like some kind of prop comic or something. I brought wet wipes that were very, uh, you know, useful. So that went well. Um, and I did not wash my hands because there was no soap, but there was Purell, so that worked out. Um, it hurt me, say something, I got problems. Anybody? Uh, 
I do hate it when I'm taking a shit. I'm repeating it for those that couldn't hear it through the microphone. When you're taking a shit and the water splashes on your butthole, it's especially hard for me because I am very hairy. And so then there's a lot of cleanup that takes place afterwards. But there were multiple flush flushes today. And so we took care of that as well. I really appreciate this thing that's going on right here with us. Yeah, thank you very much. I didn't appreciate it when this other gentleman was looking at me with really heavy, heavy eye contact earlier, talking about ED. Uh, I felt like he was psychic and he was uh, getting into my head. Uh, I'm in a very loving relationship right now. Um, she, yes, thank you, thank you. She magically appeared, say again? Oh, uh, she would not appreciate that, but yeah. No, she's Asian, so I don't know how that works out. But <laughs> she, she is one of these people who serves. She's a loving language server, um, which I find really uh, evasive and, and like creating vulnerability and in, in kind of anxiety within me. Uh, she got me high the other day and then gave me a blowjob. And um, I felt, I, yeah, I, thank you. It was, it was this very strange leveling up uh, until I came and the weirdest thing happened. I shared it with her afterwards and I don't know what it makes me in this trans, like multi-gender identity thing that we're doing nowadays, but I had a vision of Kermit the Frog and a rainbow. And uh, yeah, I guess I found my happy place. Um, it's not easy being green, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so. We'll just keep working on this and, and see how this goes and you know if we can develop something from this, this community. Um, so thanks for, for having me. Thanks for being here and, and providing this space. Um, yeah, I wish uh, I had something funny to say. But anyway, thanks very much. And uh, um, until next time, thank you. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, everyone. Oh, any? Do I get feedback? And vulnerability, explosive diarrhea. Did you want? You want comments? Yeah, why not? Does anybody more, have any more, comments? More to work with. Bye, Ian. Does anyone have any comments? You go to a microphone. Go for it. Yeah. Some kind of scaffolding. That's what they told me in my teaching profession. Like I should have some kind of structure. Is yeah. this the first Probably why I'm unemployed right now. Is yeah. this the first time you've ever done comedy? Uh, I did a stand-up uh, open mic before the pandemic in Berkeley. Oh, well, that was like three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's amazing then. This is number two. That's, that's like incredible. There. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. Well, you've got the crowd work then. Like, that's amazing. If you, I mean, if all you have to, if you made us laugh and you have a personality, then, you know, all you have to do is write some jokes. That you've already got the thing that other people are looking for. The thing is, people laughing at you for whatever Thank reason, you. and then you, you are you telling me personally stuff. that I have what you're looking for? Because no, no, I was just saying everyone was laughing at you, and you didn't have anything planned, so that's good. Okay. And and if you actually planned something, imagine <laughs> how much more they would laugh, because you're like you know where they're supposed to laugh, and then you go, okay, you're supposed to hit, because you have they're called punchline. But you were doing a good job just with the crowd work. That's hard stuff. Thanks very much. So yeah, uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Jeff Wilson. All right, uh, your next comedian. He's just such a lovely helper man, and in my absence, he's going to be running a bunch of shows for me, and I really appreciate him. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jared Senna. 
Hey guys, testing one, two, three. Oh, Hi. and we're commenting. Take notes and stuff. It's comments. That's right, bitches. That's right. Anyways, how are we doing, Mutiny Radio? I always thought I had ADHD growing up. Um, me, both me and my parents. So they went to go take me, took me to go get a checkup from the doctor, and the doctor ended up diagnosing me with something far worse. I, t I asked him, Doc, do I have any, do I have any anything that explains the way I act? He sat me down and he told me, Jared, you're perfectly normal. You just really need to work on yourself. Fuck, all right. <laughs> uh, I lost my V-card recently. Thank you. I didn't lose it late because I was nervous that I couldn't talk to women. I lost it because I'm nervous of about showing my naked, out-of-shape body to someone. Um, I think I'd much rather be known as a virgin <clears throat> than be known as someone whose nipples covers most of his chest. For some reason, people have this odd need to slap my nipples every time they see it. Like, and then it just inflames. And my nipples just get puffier, so they get bigger. Just all right, enough nipples, enough nipple play. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's see. Uh, thought uh, losing my virginity would help me become less of an anxious person, but I still am anxious, you know. And that's weird because my life is going great right now. Um, uh, I just graduated college. Um. I have, uh, my parents are about to buy me a car, and I'm cute as fuck. Hey, thank you. Thank you. From one cute man to another. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, subscribe to my OnlyFans, bro. For 15 bucks, you get all this. 20, you get feet. <laughs> you get, like, imprints, like a wet t-shirt. And, hmm? Um, gonna take like a yeah, yearly yeah, yeah. subscription. <laughs> P. H R T. <laughs> Shit, you guys want to see my nipples? <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, what's up, dude? Uh, but you know what really makes me angry? You know what really keeps me up late at night? It's the people I argue with on Reddit comment sections. Fuck those guys. Um, I am so deep into arguing on Reddit that my accounts are now arguing with each other. I'm not looking for a mm, but all right. All right, you know what? <laughs> I'll just end with this. Uh, I'm trying to do my best to be more woke. So I'm trying to support more small businesses. So I started buying porn instead of just watching it for free. Yeah. Yeah, it's responsible. I mean, if you're going to watch someone get naked, you might as well, you might as well pay, help pay for their rent. Someone has to do it. Raise your hand if you're willing to show your junk on webcam. All right, this guy. Yeah, you wouldn't do it for free, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy's an OnlyFans watcher. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you you would want to pay for that, right? I mean, someone has to do it. All right, anyways, that's my time. Thank you, everybody. Jared Senna, we get to give him comments if you have some come in come in the booth here. Um, I like chill, Jared. You were super low energy. Is it the weed food already hit you? Uh, no, like you were super low. Just so everybody knows, the stuffing has marijuana in it, yeah. but the chicken is just chicken. Eat the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Did you already eat some of the stuffing? It's yeah. really good. It has weed in it, though. Just be careful. Um, and but the eat, please eat the chicken. I made the chicken. Um, so I like chill, Jared. Oh, and you said you set up the joke, but you didn't finish it. And I was wondering if you do have a punchline. You said. My parents got me a car, and I'm cute. And then you didn't have a third thing. The it cutest was like fuck you were... was supposed to be the third oh, thing. Oh, that's but the I punchline. Guess... So I think that that's the setup. It's like because especially you've got two c words, right? Like uh, I got they bought me a car, and I'm cute. And it's like I'm a little cunt. Like yes, my parents <laughs> bought me a car. Fuck you. My parents still love me. Woo! I graduated. Or something, yeah. something, care, cute, something. What's the third thing? And it can be twist and not a nipple twist. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, Reddit, like, that's the easiest thing to ignore second to TikTok. Like, TikTok and Reddit are probably the two easiest things to ignore. You just don't look at them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so I'm sorry that you're getting in fights on with yourself. There's, yeah. I mean. Anyway, Other was, people, too. Oh, good. I spent most of my day arguing yes. with TERFs. Yeah. Good. We all have things to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was say once, like once you once you figure out the rest of the the nipple jokes, I just liked how you ended it with "That's enough nipple play." I that was funny. Oh, <laughs> the pun master himself. Coming out. Okay. Yeah, I didn't write that down. I thought of that on the spot. You can listen to it later. Yeah. Uh, Nick has a comment. Hello. I'm not sure how, but with the nipple stuff, you know, if you could tie that into the, like the OnlyFans stuff, you, something like pizza related. I don't know if like only <laughs> pans doesn't really work, but yeah. you know, or like on Reddit, like gone wild, maybe you post a picture of yourself, something where the, there's like a through line with your big nipples in the Reddit gone wild or the OnlyFans stuff. Yeah. That's all I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be a I made an OnlyFans. Yeah, I I got it. Cool. And you wanted to say something? <laughs> They're having costume notes with one another. Mm -hmm. They're um, getting excited. Jeff's getting excited that Jared has a fun way to wear his fanny pack, yeah. kind of like a, like a merce, like yeah. a man, like a mini thing, and it's almost like a bandolero, like a like you could you could like a old school kind of like gun in it. Except it's, it's a, a fanny satchel. pack. Yeah, and it, I, I bet it has like gummies or something yeah. and a pipe. Just raised his hand. I wish he was on a microphone for this.
Nipples. He's gonna, they're going to compare <laughs> nipples around the corner later. Tiny nipples, big nipples. They're yeah. going to be writing partners. They're going to be big nipples and little nipples. Thanks. We give you like a duo. On the stage. Thank you. Comedy man. duo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. He's inspired. But fuck you for saying I'm not funny. He's inspired to write and he's inspired, he's inspired co- costume wise. Clap your hands together for Jared's son, everyone. Yay. Yay. That's how the joke workshop works. He's so inspired. Uh, hey, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's helping me out so much when I'm gone in Greece. He's picking up a million shows. He'll be running the joke workshop all August. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Quick piece of advice, Jeffrey. Don't ask a bunch of comedians to heckle you because they don't heckle you. They just, like, do bits. You're like, heckle me. And he's like, oh, you ever notice when you poop in the toilet, the water splashes? So not the not the place. Um, I need to get better at finances. The the SF Marathon was this past week, and I signed up to do a 5K uh, at a place one block away from my house, and I paid $80 to run there, and then I didn't run it. That is the biggest waste of money I have ever had. All right. I'm not going to fucking run. All right, we're going to run through a bunch of random shit to try out. I got my car stolen recently, uh, which sucked. Um, fucking tow, t- tow truck drivers, man. I'm stuttering. What's going on? Uh, getting your car towed, it's a lot like a bad one-night stand, you know? They leave in the middle of the night, steal all your stuff, no note, no phone call. You don't even know what you did wrong most of the time. You just know you got fucked. All right. I really only go to make Pam laugh. Uh, I, getting my car, getting my car back from the impound costs about eight hundred dollars, which I guess is another way it's like a bad one night stand. Um, ugh, paying for sex. Uh, anyway, it's, <laughs> it's about eight hundred dollars. Uh, which did you know eight hundred dollars is also the price for a fine for lewd behavior in San Francisco? In case you're pricing out your crimes for the weekend, you can either park too close to someone's driveway or jerk off on Bart. The latter is way more fun. I've heard. I've, I've, I've never gotten caught. Um, all right. Uh, all right, we're going to try this again. I was on Wheel of Fortune. This isn't a joke or anything. A few months ago, I was on Wheel of Fortune, which was super cool, and I won a little bit of money, and I got a trip, and people always ask me about the positives of it, but no one asked me about the negatives, right? No one understands the struggle of having immense hatred for certain letters of the alphabet. Okay? Has the letter Q ever cost any of you $39,000? Okay? It's bullshit. It's horseshit. My dad was like, oh, you're doing comedy. You're quite ambitious. I'm like, quite ambitious with my final puzzle round, you piece of shit. How dare you bring that up? Fuck you. Pat Sajak is actually three dogs in a trench coat, just so you know. Um, I, all right. So there's like all these, all these different, there's like Proud Boys and neo-Nazis and all that stuff. I just find it weird that like we've allowed them all to pick their own nicknames. Like, I don't know, if you've ever played sports, right? if you just walked onto a baseball team or something like, hey, you can all call me Big Dick McGee, people'd be like, fuck you, you don't get to pick your own nickname. Why are we calling them all by the names that they've decided, okay? We'd just be like, fuck you, all. I don't know. Also, they choose stupid names, like neo-Nazis. That, that's not a new name. That's the same thing. It sounds like a shitty sequel to an action movie. 
right? Like, ah, Nazis coming next summer, neo-Nazis. Next summer after that, Nazis three, Nazis time. I don't know. Like, Proud Boys, I don't know. Proud, Boy, Proud Boys to me kind of sounds like a Village People cover band. You know, like, or like a barbershop quartet that only plays during Pride Month. Hey, who? Hey, Q hate QAnon, but that's mostly just because of my aforementioned letter Q hatred. Um, all right, we're gonna do one that I recently wrote and is really stupid. Because um, for some reason I only write jokes about animal documentaries. Uh, I saw his, uh, saw a documentary about how a lot of scientists, like we've designed everything based off of animals. So like uh, we designed the torpedo based off of sharks. We designed uh, we designed helicopters based off of the dragonfly. We designed lipstick based off of the dog. All right, that's about where that should go. Thank you all for dealing with that. Josh Kotsky, everyone, hooray. Doggy lipstick, yeah, yeah, that's funny. Kitties, kitties get it too, my cat used to, little kitty crayon would come out and then a little bead of wetness would come to the end of it and it just, on my bedspread. Do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. He's fixed. There's nothing in it. I don't know what it is. It's like it's kind of like squirting, but in slow motion. Your next comedian. I'm I'm really high off that stuff. Everybody, be careful. But you should eat the chicken. Please eat the chicken. I don't want to take that. I already have to take raw chicken. I don't want to eat chicken. Uh, Brett's not here. Was Brett here? Is she outside? She's not here. Kyle's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey! Yay! Thank you. Last one to show up, first one to leave. This is great. All right. Um, for the longest time, I thought karaoke was when a Japanese man stabs himself with a samurai sword and then commits ritual suicide while singing Crazy Train. Um, did anyone here not get COVID? All right, some patriots. Nice. I never got, I never tested positive. I just, it just never happened. I never tested positive. I never tested at all. I refused. I, even when I was sick, I was like, no, nah, you can't lose if you don't play. I, I refuse. Um, I saw that, uh, <laughs> saw that Leah Thomas won best female athlete of the year and people are upset about that. Um, the whole conversation around trans women and sports is funny to me because it just reminds me of the Airbud movies. Um, because <laughs> there's always a point in those movies where the referees have to go to the rule book and they're like, well, technically, <laughs> there's nothing in here that says Buddy can't play. <laughs> Put him in! M, them, not him, them. If they start humping someone's leg, we'll call it. <laughs> um, let's see. You got to watch what you say nowadays online. You can, like, get censored. Um, you got to find, like, workarounds. So, with that being said, um, when gluten invaded Ukraine, um, there were there were a bunch of women in Paris who staged a topless protest, and this made me really nervous because anytime someone has shown me their boobs because of something that I did, I always assumed that it was the right thing. <laughs> I've never gotten flashed and been like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you felt that way." I, 
that it like like i for me boobs are always going to be pro positive reinforcement they're never gonna like if i invaded ukraine and then on the wall i just saw on the news i just saw a wall of, of tits i would just be like very cool um let's do poland let's let's do poland and see what happens <laughs> uh let's see here i just got back from los angeles recently um it always fe feels weird whenever I go down to LA because I've spent less time there in real life than I have in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um, that'll just mess with your view of a place. Like I got propositioned by a prostitute when I was down there. And I was just like, uh, if I murder you, do I get my money back? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Purple dildos. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. My girlfriend has got a copper IUD, which means that her periods are less frequent, but the taste of pennies isn't going anywhere. Thanks. Uh, I don't mind it when I'm, if I'm down there, I just pretend Lincoln's up there. You know, it's like the emancipation contraception. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, pr I, I proposed to her in Hawaii on a volcano. You look like you're about to shoot me. You, you, honestly, all of you seem fucking miserable. I don't know why I singled you out. I'm really sorry. I <laughs> Karaoke. Oh, po dude, I'm so narcissistic. I will pause a podcast to disagree with the host. Has anyone ever, ever done that? And I'll win, too. I'll, I'll be like, actually, that's not correct, Joe. Um, this is Joe Rogan, if you didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know. Sweet. Um, how you guys doing? That's a rhetorical question. I actually like that. What are you eating? I'm done. Kyle Morrissey. Of course he listens to Joe Rogan. Like, you had to qualify that for us. Come on. Hey, everybody, eat some chicken. Uh, and your next comedian, we're moving him up the list because he said something about his dad, which means he's a child, which means we need to get him out of here. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Max. It's Okay. How how is everyone? How are you meeting me, radio? Oh, that was bad. That was about as enthusiastic as uh, my girlfriend's hands jobs. That was terrible. One more time. Okay, a little better. Um, I have some great anecdotes, good stories for you. But before I start, is that does that brownie really have weed in it? Oh, that. that. Is it really? Can I take a bite? Of age. Of age. <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, I have some good stories about uh, me and my siblings. And yes, this is what you get because I'm 17. There you go. There you go. I'm honest. I'm an honest person. This is what you get. So me and my brother, when we were younger, um, we got into a little scuffle going back and forward. I don't remember exactly what it was about. It was probably about fucking cookies or some shit. But, you know, we, we both wanted those cookies bad. You know, I, I wanted those cookies more than Will Smith wants his marriage to work out. So I did what Will Smith did to try to get his marriage back. And I sucked my brother right in the face. And you would think as the older brother, you know, he, he wouldn't take that shit. 
He wouldn't like that. But nah, he fell to the floor like a little bitch. Like a little bitch. The most gratifying moment of my life. I felt like I was David. I thought I was about to walk away with those cookies free. But I had another foe coming my way. My sister. You know, my, my brother and sister are twins. And you have to understand, twins are genetically closer to each other than um, any other family member. So they have to each other uh, um, have to have each other's back. You know, like even come like at birth, they're out here protecting each other. You know, one one comes out and they're like, "Yeah, it's safe out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's safe. It's it's nice. It's better. The it's kind of black in there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. Come out. Come out. But like for example, there's this one time my brother's dick pic got leaked, and my my sister who wasn't even living in uh, San Francisco at the time found the girl's information was like. Hello, is this Jennifer? Uh, yeah, this is uh, uh, Jennifer speaking. I know you leaked my brother's fucking dick pic, all right? I know you leaked it, all right? You better find a way to get every single one deleted or I'm going to snap your neck like a fucking merry-go-round, okay? Do you hear me? Like a merry-go-round. And it worked. You know, she, got, she figured a way to uh, delete every pic. But I think it's because this event is the reason why my brother... Uh, physically tortured me so much, you know, folding me in cushions, putting hot sauce in my underpants, shitting outside my door, anything you imagine, he did. But thank you. At one at one point, it, it got uh, it got him. You know, the dopamine rush just wasn't there, so he had to he had to start doing it mentally. And one one time that I remember that was so horrific, probably the reason I'm doing stand up comedy. You know, it was terrible was him and my, I was, I was just chilling in my room playing some Mario and him and his brother, or him and his friend came and pinned me to the couch and made me watch a video called Fart Cakes on repeat. Now, if you've never seen the video Fart Cakes, I highly do not recommend it. It is a terrible, disgusting video, but it's a, a video of a girl farting on a cake going like oh i know you love it when i fart on the cake if you're a good boy i'll turn that vanilla cake chocolate and he made me sit there and watch that for hours it was terrible still probably waited it though okay thank you yeah. yay max everybody wow can I get what happened can i get advice if people have things they want Danny, to say, sure. Want to say anything. Wow. Um, well, I've, I'm scared for the future that you have access to all the porn. And even if it's like PG porn, like farting on cakes, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I've been eating too much pot food. I don't think I have anything meaningful to say. Uh, is there, you have personality and stuff. That's Thank nice. Thank you. You know, and you're young. That's good. That means you have lots and lots of time to grow. Perfect. Do other people have comments? I wasn't, I was, I was paying attention though. to don't, eating. Don't myself. feel pressured. Go, go up to a microphone and tell him something, Jeff. <laughs> or Nick. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, pick I'm up ready. Oh. Yo, patient. Uh, yeah, I don't have like a specific thing, but like she said, good, good, just like energy up there. Thank you. Um, sometimes with your stories, I feel like they needed like a definitive punchline. Like they would kind of end and I wasn't sure that it was the end. So that would be my note. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 
So I, I just remembered that I did do um, an open mic one other time in Eureka. Oh, and yeah. uh, it feels wrong to criticize because I'm not funny. But uh, <laughs> I didn't get laughs for like raising my voice to try to emphasize the story. So I don't know if that's something to just sort of like tune into to see like where the reactions are. Because sometimes like when you think it's funny and you, when you're trying to push too hard, maybe it's like, I don't know, confusing. I don't know if that's the right word, but that you can't like relate to it. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. anyway, all right, bro. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are you his, are you his dad? Are you is your dad outside watching you? I, I, I no, I missed no. He's is not. your dad around the corner and he's gonna pick you up? Yeah. Oh my god. Why don't you have him come in? I don't want him. He's to... probably my age. <laughs> <laughs> my father is happily married. Oh, is he? How yes. how much do you hate your mom? <laughs> you know, Seems kidding. like a lot. Like I a have lot. some stepmom jokes I like to do. I think uh, um since you know your family really well, but we don't really know them. You should take some time to uh, describe them to us. You know what I mean? And then we'll have more fun laughing at them. Okay. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Max. Yay! <laughs> Next time, tell your dad to come in. We have, a, we have a kid who's 14, and his mom comes in all the time. She drives him from Walnut Creek. Oh, oh my God. But he totally knows he, I'm sure like maybe he doesn't do your laundry, but your mom at least knows. I mean, yeah. So they all know cause she tells him to, all right, your next comedian. We're back on the Brett Harper Jennings. Not here yet. Correct. Not here. Uh, but you know, who is put your hands together for Nick Hulk. Yay. Woo! Thank you. So, I've been getting older. Anyone else? Crack your joints. Yeah, it, uh, the, the part that has been annoying me the most is the migration patterns of my hair. Like, it's, it flees the top of my head, but continues to annex territory on the rest of my body, particularly my back, I'm not a fan of. Yeah, it, it's it's annoying. Like, it wouldn't annoy me as much if there was more of, like, a theme to it. But it's just, like, all patchy and sporadic. So I want to get rid of it. So I don't know if anyone else has back hair issues. Bam. Um, I got... No. I got the back blade. If anyone's heard of that. It's essentially if you hot-glued razor blades to a squeegee, that's the back blade. It's so that you can shave your own back. But the issue is, is I'm not flexible enough to use it because you're trying to look in the mirror and do this. And I'm starting to get lightheaded, dragging these knives on my spinal column. And I'm cutting myself the whole time. So by the time it's over, it looks worse than when I started. Instead of looking like a werewolf, it just looks like I fought one and lost. And I've been trying to think of like, all right, well, what are other ways I can get rid of it? Maybe like duct taping my electric razor to the wall and then just r rubbing on it like a grizzly bear. I think there's potential there. And then I looked into laser hair removal. Well, my sister told me I should do it. And I'm dubious. Like it feels too new of a thing. Like there's always 
some medical thing that everyone does, and then in 60 years, everyone's like, where the fuck would they do that? I don't think we know enough about lasers. I don't want to do it, and then in 60 years, I'm lurching around like Quasimodo with the mountain range of tumors on my back. I just wanted to be pretty. <laughs> what else? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I noticed that the way girls react when they see a dog is how guys react when they see a nice butt. They're the same. Like, oh, look, 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 look. Mm-hmm. I want to pet it so bad. What breed do you think that is? Puerto Rican, Colombian, Irish wolfhound? Is breed harsh? I mean, like, breed uh, of the butt? I was a little... Okay. I feel like I am propelled through life by fear. Even doing this, right? Like, stand-up scares me, but becoming the dad who gave up on my dreams scares me more, you know? Like, I walk in and I, I find my kid's toy stethoscope on the floor. Like, what the hell is this? We've been over this. No son of mine is going to be a doctor. Now you get in your room, you grab that mic stand your mother and I bought you, and you make strangers laugh. That's the future. That's what I'm afraid of. Um, okay. I don't know what to do with this. This isn't going to fit in the anywhere. This is going to be random. Don't worry. Very quick. My dick is six to eight inches long, depending on how hard I ram the ruler into my body. <laughs> Any other? Like, who are we fooling, guys? And you try and do it, and then it fucking shoots out, hits you in the eye. That's the end. Thank you. Nick Hulky, everyone. Hooray. All right, move right along. Your next comedian, what a funny lady, put your hands together for Emma Brennan. Yay! Whoa. Guys, I'm doing um, the Funny Fest competition tomorrow, and I've been working on a set really hard. And I was going to do that today, but instead I spent the entire morning Googling things about chickens, so I'm going to talk about chickens instead. So, guys. Do you know how many eggs a wild chicken lays in a year? I want to guess. Four. That's a decent guess, but it's like 10 to 12. Like one, one egg a month, okay? Guess how many eggs a domesticated chicken egg like lays? Guess. A day. A day. 40 a day. Jesus Christ. I was already upset by the real answer, which is like one to two. So a natural chicken, one a month. A domesticated chicken, the eggs that we eat, it's one to two eggs a day. A day. day. Guys, these chickens are going into labor every single fucking day. Sometimes even twice a day. They have to hold all, they're making cartilage, they're making eggshell, they're making little embryos and fat and stuff like that. They're doing that twice a day. And think about an egg. Okay. Okay. So first, actually think about a human baby. When a human baby is squeezed out of a vagina, like our heads aren't even like this round. Okay. They're like pointy little, like broken up bits of skull that then hardens later on. 
An egg is fragile. It's a thin fucking eggshell, okay? So you know they're having to put in so much more work. They're having to open so wide to let this little tiny egg comfortably come out of their body, and they're doing that twice sometimes a day. I just, I, I felt like that was fucking amazing. And then I Googled it, and I was like, I was like, I'm very curious, because I know PETA, I'm sure, is not for eggs. And I was like, is PETA for abortion? Are they against abortion? And they don't have a stance on it. They don't have a stance on it at all because they're like, well, that's a different thing. We don't care about like, we don't care about human babies right now. We just care about the chicken babies, which I thought was kind of, meh. I don't really know how to feel about that. I feel like maybe you should treat all of these animals the same. Like we are kind of like animals. We're just like smarter animals. Well, we're not really that smart. You know, I was like looking, this is, this is a fucking tangent. I was looking at a fucking cherub statue that's by my work and we're, we're, we're so smart. We are so smart as human beings. And yet we are terrified of baby genitalia. Like what the fuck? Even a statue, a stone statue. They're like, no, we have to put a little leaf over it. Ah, but it's ridiculous. Uh, what was I fucking saying? Okay. So PETA doesn't care all about human babies, gives big shit about chicken babies Pro-lifers don't care at all about chicken babies at all. They don't give a single flying fuck. They're like, yes, we can eat all these little chicken eggs. We can eat as many as we like. Fuck them. But go babies. Go babies. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's one thing I've been thinking about today. The second thing I've been thinking about today is teen depression. Because I was a very depressed child. I was a very depressed teen. And so I wanted to Google it. So this is the second thing I Googled today. I was like, what's the leading cause of death in teens? It's accidents. Yes. And then it's suicide and then it's homicide. But I think I could argue that all of these are depression. All of them. Okay. Because especially accidents, because like car accidents, that's a big thing. Me as a teenager, when I was happy, I would ride in the riding, right lane, you know, really chill, mellow, comfortably stoned, having a good time, super happy. When I was super depressed, I'd be like going 90 in the left lane, fucking flooring it, actively hitting my bong, driving with my knees. So I would say that depression is still the leading cause of death. Anyway, those are my thoughts from today. Thank you, guys. Emma Brennan, everyone. Hey, if you stick around to the end, I'll give you an opportunity to do your set for tomorrow because I think it's important that you practice it. And I want you to succeed at that show. So if you stick around to the end, I'll put you up. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Connor Norton. Yay! All right. Um, my roommate's an environmental planner. And he always talks about how the planet's so fucked because of everything humans have done. We're so fucked, we're beyond fucked. And... Uh, and it's frustrating because, like, then why am I pretending to recycle if we're so fucked? If we're underwater in 15 years, what are we doing? I just think that energy in general is, like, super unhelpful, and you find it a lot. The we're fucked thing where it's like, okay, well, you're not trying to help any more than I am. I have no joke attached to it yet. <laughs> um, I, think, uh, I think Jewish people have had it pretty rough throughout history. I don't know if anyone agrees with me. I don't know if I'm the first one to notice that, but I feel like it's been a pretty rough road. Yeah, you feel that? Okay, good. It's so unfair. I mean, they get put at the center of every conspiracy theory, you know? Like, they run the banks, or they control the weather, or, you know, they're behind Hollywood. 
it's so unfair. It makes you wonder, like, who's putting them at the center of all these conspiracies? And I think I've got a guess. The Jews. <laughs> no, I was just joking. No, I do not see that. Like, not, not see, not, not see. <laughs> um, just a little tag I want to try at the end. I, uh, I, w- I was in for a Friday night. I was just chilling, watching a movie. I was watching Ocean's Eleven. Any fans? Yeah? It's solid. It's a good movie. I disagree with you, actually. I think it's a great movie. I think it's fantastic. So, if you haven't seen it, you should. I, I, I was watching the movie, and it's a cool, you know, it's cool. You know, they do like a heist of these casinos, this ragtag group of 11 guys. Awesome. They all got personality. Just made me realize, like, m- great movies are pretty fantastic. You know? Like, you can just, they're so much better than your, your real life or your real friends. You know? Yeah, just me. It's just profound to me. I was sitting there like, this is great. So much better than my real life. Whatever. Um, I've got... I just... I was in Ireland. I've got family in Ireland. And I was in Ireland recently. And they're like super... They have these weird superstitions around a pint of Guinness. Where like one pint is different from another pint... It all depend, it depends on all these factors. You know, they don't go to certain pubs because a pint of Guinness is bad, you know? And if the, yeah, if the tubes on the keg are too long or too short or recently cleaned or not cleaned long enough, just mumbo-jumbo to me. And they're religious about it. I don't know. <laughs> Again, these are just premises. I apologize. <laughs> um, I think... I think you can say what you will about the tenderloin. Where else are you going to see that many old white dudes hanging out with minorities? I like that one. That one's for me. Uh, okay. There's uh, there's like this. You're, you're seeing it all the time now. People are getting in trouble for what's on their phones, what they're sending, what they're saving, what they're emailing. You saw it with Hillary. You're seeing it now with the hearings. They've got to reconvene all the time. Because new evidence comes out, like literally mid-trial, they're getting texts and sending texts. When is this generation going to learn? Anything you do digitally is saved somewhere. It's all evidence. Like I learned that lesson very young. I was in seventh grade, and my friends got wrapped up in a bit of a child pornography tiff. And just a tiff. It was all seventh graders and cohabitating. Everyone was both victim and criminal. But they were, the girls were sending titty pics, and the guys were trading them behind the scenes like Pokemon cards which is boo, which is bad, I know. But uh, I, wasn't a, I actually wasn't a part of it, which is great in hindsight. But at the time, to be left out of something like that is pretty heartbreaking. <laughs> if you really think about it from my perspective, it was pretty unfair. Uh, but that's my time. Yay, Connor Norton. Oh, he was left out of the kitty porn ring. I asked the question the other night if I had taken selfies of myself when I was 13 naked and I had them out now, would that be child pornography? And, and the answer was overwhelmingly yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought it was a little more gray. And they're like, nope, nope, not at all, Pam. Uh, put your heads together for your next comedian, everybody. John Gallagher, yay! All this, all this child porn talk is making me sleepy. I'm getting worn out. Oh, it's pedo talk, guys. I uh, 
I got a therapist at age 34 for the first time. That was kind of exciting. Uh, it was okay. We kind of like didn't gel too well though. I was this older lady and I always felt that she was like, she had gave me a lot of like tense energy. I didn't feel like I could be vulnerable at all around her. And then one day, like, uh, I was bitching about something, you know, m- you know, some minutia. And then she uses like an analogy to try and make, you know, make herself relatable or her advice hit more. And she goes, you know, this reminds me of that time when I was a Los Angeles police detective. And I was like, wait, excuse me. What did you say? Like, well, I was like a cop for the Los Angeles Police Department. She's like, oh, does that make you uncomfortable? It's like, would it make you uncomfortable to realize every one of your sessions has been an interrogation? You know, like that's that's a little intense, right? She's like, how does that make you feel? It's like, I think I'm going to need my attorney uh, for that. Like, where was your dad? Where was your dad on that night? I don't know. I don't know. I don't anything. Why do you feel that way? Oh, don't hurt me. Yeah, it's like one thing, if she just said she was like a patrolman, that would even be like kind of whatever. But like a, a police detective on like the most fucked up cop precinct in the world, like world renowned for how incredibly fucked up they are. Like this lady for sure sprinkled crack on people. You know what I mean? Like without a doubt was like a, 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 like an heir apparent to doing horrible shit. She has to be party to horrible crimes. She's beating perps heads, you know? I was like, worried about like if I just stuck around for a little bit and she's just using other analogies. Like, you know, that reminds me when I was, you know, beating that teen's head in, you know, or fucking burning that neighborhood down, pulling Rodney King out of a truck and just fucking just laying it on him, you know. I'll just leave here some really helpful analogies for me. I uh, I live in Oakland. There's a lot of cool churches in Oakland. I don't know if you guys have spent a lot of time there. There's one church that I live right by called the Church of the Zydor. Do you guys know that one? So that's a church. That will give you mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Pay 50 bucks. You walk in there and they're like, are you a cop? And you go, no. And they're like, all right, cool. Here's some mushrooms. There you go. It's decriminalized. You got nothing to worry about, but they get raided, you know? The other church in Oakland is shaped like a huge pussy. Yeah, it's cool. You walk around Lake Mary. You can see it. It's a big old pussy for everybody. And you're like, on one hand, you're like, of course, like women are like, you know, buildings have looked like dicks for too long. We need to even the score with this church pussy because it's a church and it looks like a giant vagina and you think about it a little bit more you're like of course i don't think any woman would like maybe this is sexist but it's like i don't think any woman would honor their god by going like you know what i love my god so much i'm gonna give her a fucking gaping (laughs) vagina where all my family members will gather (laughs) every sunday i want to have a pussy so big i can fit my dead grandma in there and everybody we know if should the need arise I uh, I heard this. This is actually real. So uh, there's a church service. They have it every Sunday. And I heard, like, every Sunday, if you go up and tickle the priest during Sunday service, the church's showers will actually go off. It's pretty cool, you know? You make the church squirt. It's exciting. It's a squirter. God is a squirter. What did I... What else? What, what other cool things did I have to say to you guys? Let's check this. Oh, here we go. Another thing I've been working on. My, my brain is not working. Like I said, tired from all the pedo jokes. Uh, fucking, no, like, uh, I remember when I was a kid and I'd argue with my other uh, friends, whatever, there'd be a time when you'd argue with other kids and you'd call each other, like, you're stupid, and they were go, you stupid, then, you know, you're a kid, you're tapped, you got nothing else, really. So, of course, what you have to eventually have to do is you have to move on to other members of that kid's family or other things around them. It's like, oh, yeah, your brother sucks, your dad sucks, and you're like, why are we bringing them into this between us, you know? And I was arguing with this kid as a child, and we had an argument. And then out of nowhere, he just like escalates. This is like third grade. He goes, "Your dad sucks cocks," and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Like I'm in third grade. My dad sucks cocks. 
He can't even say he loves me. How the... Wow. My dad can't even pat me on the head and say, good game, sport, but he can throw to another man's hog and take a juicy load when mom's not around. Wild. Anyway, that's enough. Bye. Ending on a you oblique your mom joke. Yay! John Gallagher, that was lovely. Yay. <laughs> and leaving us on... Anyway, that was beautiful. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for Dan Guan. Woo! Hey, what's up, everybody? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? All right, some of you guys might already know this. I'm not actually just a comedian. I'm actually also a huge runner, uh, which means don't follow me on Instagram. You should follow me on Strava. That's where I post all my running jokes. That's that's all my Strava is all about. Um, but uh, I also just yesterday just ran my uh, my eighth half marathon actually. So, oh, thank you, thank you. Just one nice. That's 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 how I would say cool in the running community. Um, I think a lot of times that a lot a lot of my friends will ask me things like Dan, like, well, that's so incredible. Like, how do you run a half marathon, let alone a, a full marathon? And I really don't know what the best way is to tell my friends about that. Uh, the best analogy I can come up with was uh, the running a marathon is like eating White Castle. Yeah, you like White Castle? Hell yeah. Then you'll like this. Because I think, I think it's the best analogy. Because when you eat the first one to three burgers, it's like the first one to three miles. It's like, oh man, dude, this is so good. I can't wait to eat 12 more of these. And then like you get halfway through and you're just like, oh fuck. I just shat myself. And that's what running a marathon is like. Yeah, and I've been trying to like, and I've been trying to like gear myself, like gear myself up for my third marathon. I'm trying to train, and so one of the ways I'm trying to do it is to read a lot more uh, motivational running facts. Like, did you guys know that running one mile burns the same amount of calories as having sex? Can you believe that? Running one mile burns the same amount of calories as having sex, which means that walking one mile is almost the same as disappointing your girlfriend. So. So that that's my that's my motivational factor. If you don't th if you don't think that's motivating enough, did you guys know? Then therefore, running 26 miles feels the same uh, as having an orgy at the finish line. <laughs> so, so that's my 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 motivational uh, my motivational talk for running. Uh, I think running is crazy though. A lot of people call me crazy. Like I told my therapist about it. She called me crazy because she was like, I like because she says I like running 26.2 miles for physical torture. And then going up to my super Asian parents afterwards and telling them, are you proud of me for emotional torture? So, so I think, I think she, she's got it right. She called me crazy. Um, speaking about my parents, I've been thinking about my parents a lot lately. Uh, like, for because my, I've been thinking about my dad's immigration story. Because uh, he, 30 years ago, he immigrated to this country from China. He actually gave up everything, his friends and his family. Also, he can live the American dream. Yeah, which is why he opened his own Chinese restaurant selling drunk white girls orange chicken at midnight. <laughs> Yeah, it's the peak American dream, people. Yeah, I think and growing up uh, as a kid, like, you know, uh, anyone actually know what it's like to run a restaurant or know people who run restaurants? Any chance? Yeah, one. Yeah, it's a tough business, right? It's a tough occupation. Like, my dad was, like, never really around, um, which I thought I could use to relate to other kids at school. One time, like, my friend found out his dad left him, and he was crying. So I walked him, and he was like, my dad just left me. <laughs> and I was like, I know, my dad just works too hard. I... Okay, that might have some 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 flags on it. All right, cool. Um, 
And I always thought that I always I always hated telling growing up as a kid, telling my, uh, my friends that my dad works as a fry cook because all my friends, parents were always like doctors or lawyers. It only got cool to run a Chinese restaurant in high school because a couple of girls came up to me and they would always say, hey, Dan, uh, we think it's so cool that you run a, your family runs a Chinese restaurant because that's the same Chinese restaurant uh, that we use our fake IDs at. So. So can we hit you up for free drinks or what? Um, I didn't get invited to the parties at all. That just did not work out. Uh, all right. Well, this has been going great. I'll end on this one last joke. Uh, I actually just came back from traveling. Uh, I actually just came back from Canada. And you guys been to Canada before? Yeah, just one? John, well, yeah, what'd you, how'd you like it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, I, I like Vancouver. I think one of the coolest things about, about Canada is actually a very multicultural country. Like, there's, they're still accepting a lot of immigrants, and you hear a lot of different languages, which is why it was so cool when I told them I was American, a lot of the Canadians would come up to me in their own language and tell me, uh, go back to your own country. So, so that's been my time. All right, I've been Dan Kwan. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Dan Kwan, everyone. Hooray! Your nice comedian's been so patient, and he's been here since the beginning. Clap your hands wildly. For Connor Carter! Hey. Hi, everyone. I'm dating somebody right now. Dating a lady, uh, which is big for me because I'm not good at talking to women. Good at talking to guys, though. So for a while, I thought I might just be gay out of fear. Just, you know, fear-based gay. I'm not gay, but I do have oddly intimate moments with men in public sometimes. Like every time I go to the doctor's office, oddly intimate. Like a dating app, I see his profile, book an appointment, and I'm like, oh, he looks just like the photo. This is good. Diploma's on the wall, he's educated, okay. And he starts checking my pulse. He's like, does your heart normally beat this fast? I go, only on special occasions. I like this. Now, they tell you to breathe in and breathe out, and, and it's just, it's quiet, and I, I ruin it. I go, this is nice, right? And he does not. I leave a urine sample whether he wants it or not. I'm just like, I don't want you to forget our uh, special date. You called an appointment, I believe. I, uh, I really struggle with remembering names. Re remembering names is my uh, Achilles heel. It's, uh, it's just not good. I have a weird name thing. Uh, this might be a guy issue. You go to a restaurant. Waiter calls you boss. Goes, I'll get you a water, boss. And hey, boss, sit wherever you want. And I don't know what to do. It's not illegal to do that. It's just annoying. So I, I start calling him employee. I'm like, hey, employee, bring your boss a water. That is a weird, like, uh, restaurant industry thing. Like a waitress sometimes, I'm from the South. They call you hun sometimes. And that's different. You're like, I'll tip you more to keep calling me that. That feels good for some reason. Just keep throwing the hun. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, live with my parents right now. Not ideal for dating. You don't want to lead with that. You got to mention it eventually. You're like, hey, my roommate made dinner. And uh, if you want to come over, she made some dinner and she made uh, me. So hope you like Chinese food and people. I think uh, my mom's an immigrant. She's from China. And one thing I, I think about is uh, when immigrants come here, they adopt the culture for, for any immigrant. It doesn't just have to come to the U.S., but they just adopt the popular stuff. You never like, oh, there's a lot of Indian immigrants at this minor league baseball game. Like you never, I'm sure my mom's like, I love sports. I love the, uh, you know, New England Golden State Yankees. 
Those guys are good. Been a diehard fan for months. They're, uh, okay. All right. My mom raised me poor. Not the same as being poor. Like, she always made it seem like we're not going to make rent, you know, even though we own our house. So just get used to that. That's the life. A lot of mixed messages because she taught me, I think, to be a good person, but being frugal mattered more than that. Like, be honest, be a good person, appreciate what you have. But also, if you're leaving a hotel, steal as much shampoo as possible. That's totally fine to do. You go to the lobby, you better grab an apple. One lobby visited is an apple earned. She also doesn't like throwing stuff away. Like, if I have a dirty avocado, bruised avocado, I, I know I messed up. I just got to pick better next time. She will perform open-heart surgery. Just, but we're having a healthy fat tonight, okay? Hand me the scalpel, please. All right, that's going to be it. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. I appreciate it. Connor Carter and yay for your mom. I love her. <laughs> uh, hey, it's your turn. Emma, uh, she's gonna. How many minutes um, is your set? I'll light you at five. Okay, so I'll I'll light I'll, I'll light you at four. I'll honk you at four. Okay, put your hands together, everybody. Be a really good audience and help her out because she's in a contest tomorrow. Clap your hands wildly, everyone, for Emma Brennan. Yay. Guys, I look like a child. It's okay. I today I look like I got dressed from my dad's closet. Literally looks like I just took the biggest shirt that possibly could, and the pants look like hand-me-downs from my older brother. And it, it it gets confusing being this age and looking this young. Like I work at a summer camp, and I was having a conversation with someone at work, and like 10, 15 minutes in the conversation, this guy looks at me and he's like, "Are you one of the instructors or one of the campies?" The camp's for eight to 12 year olds. I, I, I know I look like a child, but do I also talk like one? Don't answer that. I know I do. I do. But it gets, it gets pretty annoying. I was trying to buy a, vi a vape the other day because I kind of think it makes me look more like an angsty teen instead of a child. So I was buying this vape and I was talking to the guy behind the counter and we were going, he, he did not believe for one second that I was over 21. Like he totally thought my ID was fake and we had to go back and forth on it for a while and he finally was like, okay, I got you. But can I ask you out sometime? What the fuck? And so, so he finally hands me the vape and I look at him, I'm like, bitch, I'm 12. And I walk out of there. Now he has a case on his hands. It's great. <laughs> oh, I wasn't prepared to say this set. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's hard to, hard to look this age. But um, recently I was sick. Um, and it's hard to be sick now since the pandemic, you know? If you go out while sick, you're like a menace to society. No one wants you around. Before the pandemic, it was great. Everyone really appreciated you if you went out while sick. Like, I would call in to work. I used to work at a Starbucks. I would call in and be like, guys, I'm really sick. I can't come in today. And they'd be like, we're fucking busy. Please come in. And so I'd come in because I'm a people pleaser. And so I'd go into work and I would be like throwing up. And so I'd run to the bathroom to throw up. And I'd run back to the bar and top off the Frappuccinos with whipped cream and little speckles of vomit. Little did they know they were getting an immunity boost along with their caffeine and sugar. That was great. But yeah, now you can't really do that. No one really wants you around while you're sick. And like, I, I wouldn't even be mad. I wouldn't be mad one bit. It's like, I was in a Whole Foods coughing up phlegm in the ice cream aisle. 
and someone shot me, I wouldn't even be mad. I would actually be more impressed by their patron quality control. And imagine the headline with me, okay. Sick child fatally shot in local Whole Foods. Half of the country would be completely outraged. They'd be like, who let this sick child out? She should have stayed home quarantining. The other half of the country, they would be up in arms. They would be like, see, this is why we need our guns to protect us from these sick children. That was great. So, so I didn't go out. I didn't do anything. I just stayed at home. And I scrolled TikTok for hours and hours on end, which will really get you down. It's all school shootings, war, abortion news. But the saddest of them all, guys, was this video. It was of the trash collectors, and they were collecting the garbage. And in one of the bins, they found a bag of kittens. And it was really sad. Obviously, kittens are supposed to go in the compost. We're destroying the environment. It's so, it's so fucked up. Everything's so fucked up. And this was, I was sick right when all the Roe v. Wade stuff was coming out. And really, every time I see some news about Roe v. Wade, I think about my mom. And I think about my mom's giant titties. And I think about her titties because she told me when I asked her, I was like, Mom, when am I going to get big titties? And she was like, I got my big titties when I was pregnant for the first time. I suppose to hold more milk. And so now whenever I see the Roe v. Wade news, I'm like, I feel like I'm missing my opportunity. Because my plan has always been that when I get pregnant, and I know I will get pregnant because the doctors diagnosed me with this condition that I can't take birth control because birth control makes me crazy, according to a doctor. So I can't take birth control. So when I eventually get pregnant, I was going to ride that shit out as long as possible so I could get a boob job abortion. And I'm not worried about losing abortion rights in this state, per se, but I do worry that if it's not protected by the Constitution, it may no longer be covered by insurance. And I would really like some naturally full titties. And I worry that it's going to get more expensive than a boob job. Yeah. Comedy doesn't pay. So I actually had to accept a sponsor to tell you guys this joke today. So this joke is sponsored by Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Whatever your needs, starting a new family, preventing the start of a new family, getting big titties out of the prevention of a new family, Planned Parenthood has got your coochies back. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to that. Goodbye. Emma Brennan. She's in the comedy contest tomorrow at Neck of the Woods starting at 7 o'clock, and so is your next comedian. We're going to give him some time, too, to practice his set. Put your hands together for Jared Senna. How are you doing, guys? It's me again, okay? All right. Hi, guys. Uh, I was at Whole Foods earlier, and I saw this 8-year-old coughing. So I shot the bitch. I don't fuck around. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm from San Diego. Is anyone else from there? Okay, just me. Okay, Pam, too. Uh, if you guys didn't know, it's hot as balls down there. I'm actually white. I've just been barbecued Filipino. I'm like first-hand evidence that global warming exists. Um... I do kind of miss it because I had a pug. Um, it was the most adorable thing ever. I loved it not only because it's cute, because that's what I would be as a dog, right? It's short, its body's all fucked up, and we also enjoy shitting in my sister's bed whenever she leaves her door open. <laughs> Some say I might be a horrible brother, but that's what she gets for staying in the fucking bathroom for too long. 
but uh, I wanted a change of scenery, so I moved out to San Francisco for college. Uh, speaking of which, I just graduated, guys. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I graduated with a BA in creative writing. And if you guys didn't know what creative writing is, it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. I did learn a lot from a, from a, from a being a creative writing major. I learned that in order to be a good writer, you have to read a lot. So I've been reading notebooks that I've stolen from other comedians. Speaking of which, I actually found a few good ones. Uh, I'd like to try it out with you guys. They might not work for me, but I thought they were funny. Fuck it. It's an open mic. To be a black man in America. All right. I don't want to finish that one. I'll get beat up. All right. Uh, my vagina is so fat. I have to use a, I have to use a mop as a tampon. <laughs> I have to use a cock or Cheerio as a cock ring. The Pam joke. I don't know if you guys got that. Trans people. Uh, Dave Chappelle was here. This is his notebook. Fuck that guy. Um, okay. Uh, comedy's all fun and all. Uh, helped me out a lot with things. Uh, for example, I actually uh, just got fired, guys. Yeah, it sucks, but you know what? I feel good about it. For the first time in my life, I actually stood up for myself and didn't take shit from anybody, you know? I felt a little bad, but you know what? Someone needed to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're the only audience member. <laughs> so if you're laughing, that means it's good. Everyone else heard these jokes. Fuck children. Does anybody have kids? Okay, good, because I was just going to say, fuck your kids. Why do I got to be the bigger person when I deal with 12-year-olds? Those 12-year-olds are already fucking bigger than me. All right, that's all I'm going to work on for right now. Just so you know, Jared, that was 3 minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah, 3 minutes, 30 seconds. I was going to honk you at 4. What did you, so you don't have enough stuff. There you go. Um, well, I was going to do some jokes, uh, hold on for me, or for guy, hey, you guy with the thingy, are you a person or are you a comic? You can totally go to the bathroom, but are you a real person or are you a comic? Oh, wow, that's exciting. Thanks for being here, real person. Um, okay, um, me, jokes. Are you going to go to Blarney Stone after this? Practice your jokes. Anyway, I was just wondering. What do you think of my underboob? You like it? Am I rocking it? Yeah, I'm getting used to not wearing a bra because I'm going to Greece. I, I probably won't be wearing a bra in Greece very much. I'm only bringing one, and it's the one I'm going to wear on the plane. And I probably won't be wearing any more of that. I won't be wearing this outfit either. That's why I have it on. Anyway, uh, witchcraft? A little bit? Tarot cards? Okay, cool. Candles, candles, right? Um, tiger's eye, wearing some tiger's eye, right? Uh, yeah, and then uh, also I have a copper IUD. Uh, so clearly I'm a witch. 
This actually is crazy. This is my IUD that used to be inside me. It was inside me for nine years. And um, it was a little copper pool sweeper that they installed in my uterus to keep out all the dead babies. That's what pool sweepers are for, right? They keep the dead babies out of the pool. I don't know what they're for. What is the purpose of them? They're like, ah, I'm choked with leaves. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this was my IUD. And I wanted to keep it with me because, I mean, it's magic. This, and I can't figure it out. Like, is it magic or witchcraft? Who decided, like, we're going to take this piece of plastic and we're going to wrap some copper wire around it. That's all it is. It's a piece of plastic with copper wire and then, like, and then, like, these two little strings so that you can pull it out. This is, this is nuts. Who, who went, this is a thing? Where did you, and who did they experiment on? Anyways, witchcraft. Where they, so when women do it, they call it witchcraft. When men do it, they call it science. <laughs> I don't know, witchcraft. That's the crazy thing. In the 1500s, they were burning witches. Oh, no, what were they doing? They were living alone without men. Like, oh, my God. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they not take care of something? but themselves, right? Like, like men can't take care of themselves. They need a woman to take care of them. Babies can't take care of themselves. They need a woman, but just a woman. But a man is a, okay, this is just knock, knock, who's their feminism? Anyways, none of this is interesting. What was the new thing? Oh yeah, this is the one it's like. So feminism is just witchcraft rebranded. <laughs> no? She can read. She's a witch. Uh, no, it doesn't even matter. I'm not even worried about like abortions anymore. I'm, I'm, I, t- I took this thing out. I'm going through menopause. I haven't had a period in over a year. I don't even have a dog in the fight. I'm actually at this point, I'm like, eh, fuck it. Like when I was alive and it mattered, it was cool. And now it isn't. So fuck y'all. <laughs> like I'm old. I don't care. I always knew no, no one was going to take care of me and that children smell weird and stuff suck and ruin your body and right and now everybody's like oh oh children were so rewarding I'm like oh were they you never got that master's degree did you <laughs> did you write your novel did you finish it did you have time to finish no was it because you had... no one of the only reasons i never had a kid i was married and we were trying it i was like you know i really don't want to have a baby until like i have a master's degree because otherwise it's gonna come out and i'm gonna be like mommy never was anything because you came along and i could have a baby now because it'd be like mommy isn't anything because nothing was ever gonna happen so it's fine it's not your fault <laughs> like it's i should adopt i'll never adopt i'm too poor okay um eat did everyone eat the chicken okay i'll i mean uh, other anyways thanks for being here thanks for staying i'm sorry i didn't say anything funny or new what's the last thing i was working on this like Oh, you've heard Don't Die. I won't run it again. Do I have anything else that's new? No, I don't think so. Okay, bye. Thanks for being here. Bye. Crafted leather goods look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. 
You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff? Talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check him out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help. for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it. South Van S. Uh... We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday 2 to 2 Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks folks, Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going back. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and you can fill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated. Every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com.
So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from 4 to 6 at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Don't worry. THC. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't know if you can hear. Um, is the mic's on. Is the mic on? I really can't hear it. No, igual pinche. No, igual pinche mic. How's everybody doing? Mutiny. Yo, make some fucking noise, man. It's fucking Thursday night. It's the first night of this festival. I'm out here. My name is Pedro Andrade. And uh, yeah, we're coming for these jobs too. So keep that in mind. That's what's up, man. No, no, but give it up, man, for all the comics you saw earlier. Give it up for the people in the back. I think they're recording a podcast. If you need to smoke weed, you got to go outside. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, we can smoke weed inside now? 10 minutes ago, I was told I couldn't. I had to go outside and smoke weed. What kind of shit is that? So I think this showcase is called When I was born, I brought no joy No respect, no respect My old man said he wanted a boy No respect, no respect I was an ugly kid, always alone No respect, no respect Halloween, I had a trick-or-treat over the phone No respect, no respect Friends don't call, my phone don't ring I don't get a break with anything What's the matter, Rodney? Ah, death, where is my sting? It's just
And what kind of music is this? And how about Stardust? Hey, what are you doing? That's not Stardust. Listen to this, will you? Let me wear the flutes. What a band. Hey, don't quit your day jobs. Look at this. The drummer carries the melody. Every 
everywhere. People pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the touch of repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails. Used to be a fag hag, such a dash to tango. Skipped the life and dangle. Was her gone prince to seem to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell the stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so did it. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back, can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane, I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Cause the teacher's a jerk, he must think I'm a fool And all the kids go reefer, I think it'd be cheaper If I just got a job, learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They push that girl in front of the train Took her to the doctor, sold her arm on the game Stabbed that man right in his heart Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. 
A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pips, and pushers, and the big money makers. Dropping big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took, and you're a Maytag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used in the Served like hell to one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost.